You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's show, we're speaking with Jamie Ebert, a yogi, retreat leader, and all-around pretty awesome, down-to-earth, big-hearted lady. If you are interested in a no-fluff conversation about the real-world benefits of exploring the invisible power that we'll call love or spirituality or self-exploration, whatever you want to call it, you definitely want to stay tuned. Jamie has a really adept way of explaining esoteric and intangible concepts in a really practical, tangible way. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you are in the world. My name is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com, and we are cross-cultural again today. We've got Jamie Ebert on the line. She's in the UK. I'm in Madrid, and we've got my colleague Meg, who is in upstate New York. So today, I'm really excited. We're speaking with Jamie from jamieebert.com. She is a yoga teacher, a transformational teacher and coach who works one-on-one with groups and also does a similar thing that we do and hosts retreats. So without further ado, Jamie, I'm going to be quiet, and I would love if you could just share a little bit of your personal story and then what you're up to now. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Amy. So I, um, my background is in yoga. I've been doing yoga a really long time. And what got me into it initially was, well, as a young teenager, I actually suffered with uh, some pretty serious depression. And I had some just difficulties in my family and in close relationships. And so I just struggled on an emotional level for a long time. And I got into yoga at a pretty young age. I was pretty lucky. And yoga really set the course for the rest of my life. I mean, I got, you know, through college and had lots of ups and downs, but I got into yoga and met some teachers and started practicing every day, met some counselors who were doing mindfulness. And it totally just turned my whole world upside down of giving me tools to be able to handle the difficulties of my everyday life. And at that time, it was more of just emotional issues. And then as I got older and into the job world and and the rat race, as this is called, um, it gave me tools to be able to create really healthy work-life balance and to be able to deal with challenges in a way that didn't totally run me into the ground or set me back. And then as I got further into my yoga path, I also decided that I was going to become a teacher. And that led me to where I am now. I've been teaching for over five years. And I, along the way, decided I wanted to work more with people one-on-one so that it was more than just helping them with their bodies and teaching them meditation and more about how to integrate all of those principles and techniques into their everyday life so that they could see the kind of, I guess, light and radiance and happiness that I was experiencing in my own life. 
And so now I've had the opportunity to work with women one-on-one, something I'm really passionate about, help them find really what is in alignment with their soul, help them find careers and success that is part of what they know that they're meant to be doing. I started leading retreats and those are pretty amazing. And I'm also leading some online group courses. So that brings me to where I'm at today. Ah, I love it. I love the, the piece of an alignment with their soul. And the more folks that I speak with, whether they're clients or colleagues, other entrepreneurs, you know, there's this piece of that everyone's journey is really unique for them. And it, and what I really heard in your story was, again, this really human capacity that we have to see things for ourselves, to discover things, to have opportunities in life that are really helpful to us at a given time. And I really just love that. Yeah. You know, I think of, um, I, and also when you were talking, I got this kind of <laughs> vision of, of like a river <laughs> and like life energy and life as a river and that how each one of us doesn't control the river, even though sometimes we try to, you know, does that make sense? <laughs> we try to think we're in control yeah. of like creating the dams, but the truth is we're all part of this universal experience of life. So I would love if mm-hmm. you could share a little bit about where do you see that human suffering comes from? And then what do you love most about what you're doing now? Yeah. Wow. I'd totally love to share about that. Thanks for asking. So human suffering, something that I'm intimately involved, have been intimately involved and experienced in, in my life. And I've been on this journey where I really have come to the understanding that we are all suffering, but the reason is that it's, we are in what I'll call the muck. We're in the muck of these constructs from our very advanced and intellectual brains that get in the way of us seeing the truth of who we really are and feeling that connection to the deep truth of our soul, which really is all love and all deep connection to everything else on the world. I love that um, image that you had of the river. I feel very connected with that. And I, rivers, I would say, are my favorite thing on the planet. And the reason is something really similar to what you said, which is we are all kind of both the the rocks that are at the bed of the river, the sand particles, and the moving water. And we are constantly disconnected from that feeling and everything that we're required to do in modern society. And so as we move through our very advanced and intellectual and modern lives, we get further and further disconnected from what's underneath all of that, which is that we're all human, we're all these beings who are created out of love, who at our, in our very nature, we are just here to see and experience and connect with each other. And in the world of yoga, what we learn 
is all of the practices, all of the techniques, and you can call them spiritual, really it's all of it, it's mind, body, soul, techniques are to help to clear away all of that muck so that we can see what's underneath, so that we can be in connection to that fire that's inside of us, of our soul. And that piece of us is always love, is not changing, and it's, it's truly, it's just the most beautiful thing. It's, I mean, it is divine. And, and I can't even remember the second part of what you, you said, you asked me, because that part of things is, is why I do what I do. Because human suffering, um, I mean, the goal for all of us is to clear away all of that muck so that we can live and move and breathe from that space of our soul when it's clear, when we can see without the veil of, of what I'll call kind of ignorance. And I don't necessarily mean that in, in a brutal way. I just mean the ignorance of human beings and, and what we put on ourselves and those responsibilities and misconceptions about ourselves, misknowing. Jamie, I'm so glad you're on the call. I, I'm so struck by, it seems that you and I have seen the same thing. We've arrived to the same airport, but we've taken different flights to get there. And I think that's a really important part of the conversation that your path was with yoga and mindfulness and, and that looking inward and that deep knowing. And I've been in something called the three principles community, which again, is it's, it's, we're, we're, we're pointing at exactly the same thing. We're just using different words. And I yes. think that it's such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. You know, we would call like the conceptual mind, exactly what you're saying, you know, this overactive intellect and, and I love it. There's a, okay, I never get any quotes, right? But there's that Albert Einstein quote, which basically talks about that we have it backwards, that, you know, where the master is the intellect. That's how we prize it in our modern society. We, we prize the intellect, but that actually the intellect is best served or best suited when it's actually a servant to your intuition, which I yeah. believe is what you're pointing to, which is this core love. Uh, three principles community would call it mind. Uh, Marianne Williamson would also call it love. You know, Buddhists also use different words, but again, we're talking about the same thing. Um, so I just, yeah. I just love that. And for me, it's been so amazing to, to realize that, hmm, maybe if I know that I at my core, and I do have a knowing, and it sounds like you also do, Jamie, you know, you can't fake that kind of knowing. Um, not that I know everything, but I do know that who I am is not me, Amy Leo, the personality, or me, Amy Leo, the singer-songwriter, right? Like all of those are still identifying in my conceptual mind. Uh, but to know that I, at my core, no matter what, I'm always okay, that I'm never broken, that my well-being can never be touched, that it can only be covered up by my conceptual thinking has allowed so much freedom. Um, so I wonder if you could speak to, you know, listeners who maybe have never kind of had a conversation like this before, if you can speak to um, what, what does psychological freedom look like to you and what's the benefit? You know, why would someone want to be in a conversation with, with you or I? Because um, I find it's interesting, you know, people, <laughs> we're talking about things that are intangible, you know, people will pay for a candy bar, but sometimes for a retreat, they're like, well, what am I going to get out of this? So I'd love if you could speak yeah. to what, what is on offer for human beings um, that they may not know exists yet. 
Yeah. Yes, thank you for asking that. And I will, I want to speak to the people out there that may have never had a conversation like this or are earlier on their journey. And because all of us have been there, and I certainly have. And what I want to say about it is that, you know, yeah, someone will go out and buy a candy bar or buy a TV and it gives them this sense of comfort. You know, you eat chocolate and you feel this little piece of satisfaction and love and nourishment, even if it's temporary. And you buy a TV and you watch something on the television and it makes you feel even if it's not real connected or, you know, whatever type of television show you're watching, mystery and adventure and um, truth or, uh, I don't know, there's so many different things that you can connect to. And ultimately, if you constantly replace inside of yourself the, the desire to reach outward for satisfaction and you replace those those needs and those desire or I shouldn't say replace I mean fill those desires those uh, feelings of need or emptiness with tangible material not real things they're going to continue to show up so essentially, the constant in life, if we don't look inward, if we don't have this deeper conversation about what's underneath all of the noise in the brain and, you know, the conceptual or intellectual mind, like you're saying. So all of the thoughts that you're thinking and the ways that you talk to yourself and talk to other people, everything will continue to happen over and over again and you will continue to have i guess the kind of another albert einstein quote like the definition of insanity i think that as human beings on a basic tangible level if we don't look at what's deeper what's underneath the intellectual mind we are going to continue to do the same things maybe in different ways over and over and ultimately getting the same results, which is unhappiness and suffering and feelings of isolation. And when we start to look at what's underneath, and it doesn't have to be all complicated and we don't even have to describe it as something crazy spiritual. Yeah. Everyone has had a feeling of love and it could be for a parent, it could be for you know, your cat or dog, it could be for a sibling or a significant other. Everyone understands that connection and how it's, it's deeper than all of that other stuff than the candy bar and the, the TV show. But we constantly make these choices to put into ourselves, maybe our bodies physically or into our brains, these material things that aren't real. And what results from those things is we don't actually feel nourished. And therefore, if you go through life 
and you never ask the deeper question and you never look at your own soul and get into relationship with it. And I'm not trying to sound all complicated. I just mean just starting to ask the question of, well, what is there? That feeling when I have love, what, what if that's the driving force behind everything that I want to do, everything that I am, everything that I want to be and have? If we don't ask those questions and get in touch with that, then we end up in a place in our life. And I, I think it's inevitable. All the humans that I've met, I've met a lot of humans, <laughs> a lot of people. Um, students and friends and acquaintances and I've traveled and um, all of us if you don't get in touch with that you just end up in a place where you feel like what's the point what am I doing like you know it's it's the impetus the cause that leads people to um, addictions, to midlife crisis, to doing these things that we consider to be, quote, you know, bad. It's all, all of those things are because we are all just completely out of touch when we're in our intellectual, conceptual mind, like normal everyday life, going through work, out of touch with that deeper connection who we really are underneath that. And without that, and I think this, I'll get to the, finally the answer of the question. Without that, your life is less filled than you want it to be. And it doesn't sound like some huge problem that would keep you up all night but truthfully you know it does it's the reason that we end up in the doctor and it's the reason that we get so sick and so stressed and why people are overweight and why people are addicts and it's the reason for all of that suffering because we're moving from this space where we're not connected to what we really need That's, yeah. I guess that's, that's what I think is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're beautifully highlighting what I've also seen. Um, and I, it's the same, if you really listen to enough human beings, just like you said, Jamie, I've had the experience of the content may be different, but the mechanisms by which suffering occurs is the same. And it's the conceptual mind taking it to be absolute truth, taking it seriously. And underneath all that, for me, there's this cultural misunderstanding, which is exactly what you're saying, that something outside of us will create something inside. And it can't ever work that way. I mean, physiologically, that's just not possible. And, and the brain is very clever. I mean, it will make it so if you, again, go for that candy bar, and then you feel better, your brain is going to think, okay, it was the candy bar that did it. I mean, that's what the brain is supposed to do. It's making through consciousness, your experience, your thoughts, your opinion of that candy bar and your history of thought with it feel real, right? But, but just because it feels real doesn't mean that it's truth. And I think that just waking up to that 
has been extremely helpful for me and clients. And it's just the, exactly what you said, the questioning. Just start to question. I'd invite listeners, don't take Jamie and I's word for this. Experiment in your own life with this. Because yes. that's where your relief will come. It will never come from an outside guru. It will never come from Jamie or I. Again, it's just, it's helpful to have guides and teachers. But again, I've really seen really clearly that no one ever needs anything other than themselves. That when the mind's quiet and they do quiet naturally, eventually they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the mind quiets, oof, wow, what an open or ch- more open channel to love and to wisdom and to common sense through which you can then navigate life in a much more fulfilling way. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Jamie for that. I would love to bring Megan on this conversation. Meg, is there any comments you want to make? Any questions you'd like to ask Jamie? Just listening to you guys right now is awesome. I love the concepts that are being brought up and to people's attention and the idea of just thinking for ourselves and quieting our mind. What I'd love for you to talk a little bit about or maybe answer for me is how is it that you guide your clients and work with them to convey these concepts to them that we just talked about? Like, how do you how do you help them find that connection? You know, obviously it's something that they need to do on their own, but how do you guide them to do that? You know, what, what part of your process helps them in that way? Maybe uh, whether it's your retreats or just working with them one-on-one or just through yoga and helping them, you know, be connected to their body or something. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to that. So when I work with clients one-on-one, the journey is a little bit different for everyone, but the common thread is this while you do have everything inside and you don't need anyone else, I have personally found it to be absolutely transformational to have someone else to hold up a mirror to show me what I most need to see so that I can ask the right questions of myself and make the right kind of shifts and and choices for myself. And so in my process and when I work with one-on-one clients, it's really that everyone I'm going to encourage to tell me what's, what their driving force is behind what is going on, what they want to change. And that's always the starting point. And then it's how do we get from where you are exactly right now and accepting where you are exactly in small steps towards where you want to be and just moving with patience so that, you know, you're coming back each week a little different and I'm going to offer support and a little motivation and inspiration and guidance. Um, But ultimately what's going on is that it's a, it's, I help people understand, um, how to bring more awareness to each moment to their choices so that they can hear that voice inside of themselves that is telling them what they really need. And so I work with people um, sometimes for 90 days, sometimes for much longer. So that's in a one-on-one sense. In the context of, of yoga and on retreats and online courses, this is really kind of a group kind of consciousness raising experience where we're talking about the human experience and these same techniques that I I use working one-on-one with people, but it just becomes more of a collective experience where you are relating to everyone else in the group 
who is having the same shared human experience in a different iteration. But from that context, you not only have me as a guide and teacher, just with maybe some, some deeper experience on the journey, just a little bit further ahead in how deeply I'm diving, but then you also have the shared connection with other members of the group who you know are diving into the same questions, working towards similar goals, which is just, you know, everything Amy and I were talking about, getting into that deeper connection with your soul and having it influence all of your relationships, having it influence your relationship with yourself, with food, with your body. And ultimately, that leads people at least in my experience, one-on-one clients and groups is it just every single moment gets a little bit more awake. And the value of that is, at least in clients that I've worked with, you have shifts in how you experience your life. So your relationships become richer because you're able to show up for other people on a deeper level and be more present with them moment to moment because you're not so wrapped up in what you're not getting because you're able to feed yourself on a deeper level. And I would say that that's, that's kind of the big work that we do and how we get there. Jamie, I think that was just absolutely beautiful and really eloquently put of the value of you know, it's so simple. Everything we've talked about, it is, I love how you're framing that. It really is simple and almost ordinary. It just gets covered up. But sitting with, whether it's one-on-one with you uh, or whether in a group, sitting in the company of people that truly are listening to one another with non-judgment, with an unconditional love and this shared human connection, I, the, the impacts and implications of that are infinite. I mean, that is where our power as human beings lie. So I really appreciate you, you sharing that. Great question, Meg. Thank you for asking. Really, really. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. How did this happen? Um, Meg, do you have any other follow-up questions before we ask uh, Jamie where folks can find out more information if they want to work with her? Um. No, I think she, I mean, I just loved hearing everything she had to say just now. I, I'm just so absorbed in thinking about that. I couldn't think of another question right now. <laughs> hey, that's, that you mean that you were actually really listening and not thinking about what you wanted to say back? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I, sometimes I don't know where to go because I'm still processing everything that just happened, you know? <laughs> great. Man. Which is okay, which is fine. Megan, yeah. that's awesome. It's beyond fine. You know, and, and the real benefit of sitting with, with folks, for me as well, Jamie, sitting in a community of teachers and colleagues and clients, is that the truth is, these conversations aren't happening in our wider culture. And sometimes, I mean, family and friends have really great intentions, but if they haven't seen this a little deeper for themselves, they're still under that old paradigm. And for your own growth and support, it can just be really helpful to have a little bit more of an objective year when you are sharing, you know, your desires and what's going on and, and so on and so forth. So uh, immensely, immensely beneficial. Um, yeah. 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 Well, great, Jeannie. I think you're just fabulous. I'm so happy to have met you and I definitely want to keep in touch and keep hearing about your journey. 
where, <laughs> where can people find you, Jamie, to get more information? So um, the best probably place uh, for you to find more out about me is my website, jamieebert.com. I have affectionately called this movement the Love Revolution. <laughs> and through that, I share kind of all I talked about. So I kind of my focus, having to narrow it down, we, I like to talk about yoga and empowerment. And through groups and working one-on-one, I, you know, that's the best way to heal wounds and to get through kind of the muck that we talked about earlier. And um, yeah, so jamiebert.com and I, I see all the messages, so reach out. Perfect. Simple. Amazing. So thank you so much, Jamie, for being on the call. Again, my name was Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com, our cheeky name, but it's also been really true for me getting just back in touch with, with my own well-being. We also do run retreats. We've got one coming up in Costa Rica in August and India in February. So if folks are interested in that, they can uh, reach out at reviveyoursanity.com. And maybe Jamie, you and I maybe think uh, we could collaborate at some point on a retreat. I think that would be awesome. So who knows? I think that would be amazing. Amy. That would be awesome. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So uh, we'll leave it off for today. Thank you everyone for, everyone for listening again. Thank you, Jamie and Meg. And until next time, everybody keep rocking. My biggest take-homes for today were how Jamie highlighted a way of looking inward that would prevent us as individuals and us as a society from making the same mistakes over and over again as we have done throughout our personal histories and then of course throughout our global story of humanity. And that soul alignment, living life in alignment with your soul with your true essence. I really also enjoyed how Jamie pointed to the fact that this can actually be pretty ordinary and it isn't some far off experience reserved for only the lucky few enlightened people or gurus or spiritual teachers. So I really appreciated that. Did you enjoy the episode? I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at reviveyoursanity.com to check out what we've got going on and to get in contact with us here at Revive Your Sanity. And if you're interested in maybe meeting Jamie, myself, and Megan in person, we are in serious talks for doing an Iceland retreat. Uh, so definitely reach out if you want more information about that. It's going to be a very small retreat. You can find out more information at amy, A-M-Y, at amyleo.com. So again, if you wanted more information about the trip to Iceland that we are going to be doing, you can email me at amy at amyleo.com. If you would like these interviews delivered straight to your device, so you don't have to think about it, all you've got to do is subscribe, and you can do that by going to iTunes and typing in the search engine, escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo, or if you are not an iPhone user or have no access to iTunes with a Mac computer, then you can reach us on YouTube very easily by typing in the same thing, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo. Thank you so much for listening. Keep rocking.